Welcome back to another episode of the Hatchet's Weekly News Podcast, Getting to the Bottom of It. I'm Alec Rich. So with the return of students to Foggy Bottom this fall, much of the focus so far has been on the students themselves, faculty, staff, and administrators as campus gets going again. But as we've explored on this podcast before, what happens on and around campus can have profound rippling effects throughout the Foggy Bottom West End community and in D.C. as a whole. That's why on today's episode, I'll be chatting with John George, president of the Foggy Bottom Association since late last year, to get a sense of how students' return to campus has impacted our neighbors in the local community. All right, John, thanks so much for being here. So what have you heard in terms of community reactions so far to students returning to campus? I think in general, uh, we've heard some positive and uh, some other, you know, typical kind of returning to to off-campus behaviors. But uh, we're well pleased with, uh, I think you may be familiar with the September 11th morning of service, that large group of uh, GW students came into the West End and Foggy Bottom and helped with uh, several cleanup projects. Uh, that was a great positive way to uh, you know, kind of kick off uh, the semester, uh, especially under that really uh, tragic day that we were remembering, of course, uh, you know, of uh, 20 years ago. And then I would say, uh, you know, there are a small group of houses that have traditionally had some disruptive behavior exhibited in the specifically in the historic district. And, um, you know, I think sometimes those behaviors continue from house to house, even if it's different occupants. Uh, and so I have heard a, a few uh, concerns over a couple of those houses. You know, we're, we're working together with the university and the students, of course, to build a sense of community. So I'm really uh, looking forward to optimistic, uh, you know, scenarios moving forward. And we could talk about that as much as you'd like, but that's my first observation. We're happy that the university is back in session, that students, for the most part, are back on campus. Um, in general, uh, the community uh, would feels that the university, of course, is an asset to Washington and the community. So we're, we're glad that the students are back and the uh, university is operational. Okay. And so some of those complaints, I assume, are largely noise-related that you mentioned? Yeah, they're noise-related. I think there's uh, also just a learning curve. We, if we have uh, some new students who are living off campus for the first time, they're not quite as familiar with uh, some of the rules and regulations. While it seems kind of trivial, uh, you know, when is trash day? Uh, when do you put out the trash cans? We haven't hit, hit uh, any kind of move out situations yet. So, but sometimes we hit that even with bulk pickup if if people are transitioning from one uh, residence to another. So yeah, um, some noise disturbances though with with some gatherings. Yeah, right. Have you heard of any coronavirus concerns from residents? As we're starting to see some cases on campus, I'm sure you're aware that students are getting tested every 15 days, and the majority, large majority of our student body is vaccinated. Yes, uh, we were. Uh, very pleased to uh, hear that the university was going to ask for uh, vaccinations from all students, or of course, uh, in the event that there was something that would preclude that, that they had a process in place to deal with that. And in the cases of where uh, testing is necessary, the university has always done a great job of making sure that the campus is safe and also the surrounding areas. Because of the you know, the resurgence of, uh, and the variants that are now exist with COVID-19, um, you know, 
of course, the neighborhood is uh, cautious, but I have not heard anything regarding um, any interactions with students on that regarding uh, anything negative. What we do want to watch for, though, is you know off-campus gatherings, and if uh, you know, I think just it's for the majority of the community, it's common sense to kind of understand who's in your home and and uh, uh, you know, are you being as safe as you can be with gatherings? And I think during this time, uh, you know, that's that's no different than when you know when we were at other periods over the last you know 16, 18 months. Right. So. What do you think are some of the steps besides obviously being mindful in terms of noise and holding large parties? What do you think students can do on there and to be mindful of their neighbors in Foggy Bottom? Oh, that, that's a great question. And uh, we have several thoughts on that. As I've mentioned already once, you know, we're, we're a community and the community is diverse from you know, young to old, from new uh, residents to long-term residents. Uh, and everything in between. So what we're looking to have everyone in the, in the community participate as much as they can. So one of the ways that we participate uh, is uh, through the Foggy Bottom Association. The Foggy Bottom Association has a student membership that's available to all students at a reduced price. There is still a price to be a member. The, the membership fees you know, fund uh, activities uh, throughout Foggy Bottom. So a lot of times the, the visible signs that you'll see for that are things like uh, the gardening and the landscaping. There's, there's other uh, projects that we're working on, you know, to kind of enhance the stories that we tell around history and so forth. So, so being active, I think, is uh, a big part of what our community does and learning about what's happening and what's on people's minds and how can we participate. In a way, it really stems to what I said about the September 11th morning of service, which is also to be active um, by participating in cleanups or in other special events that we have uh, right now, um, you know, participating in the arts in Foggy Bottom, you know, uh, going out and enjoying, you know, you know the community art that's uh, currently installed, it's wrapping up, it'll be through the end of September. But, you know, it's really uh, participating shoulder to shoulder when wintertime comes, making sure that um, people are out and about um, shoveling or assisting those who may need assistance, getting to the grocery store. It's very community-minded. And that is really <clears throat> a compliment to uh, the university and all of the service projects that they sponsor themselves. And this is just an extension of that. So we would welcome student uh, participation, whether they're off on campus or certainly those that are off campus living in the neighborhood to participate as much as they can. Right. I also want to ask, how has the relationship with GW been since the return of students? And is there anything the university and the administration in particular can do its, on its end to strengthen relations with neighbors in Foggy Bottom this semester? Oh, yeah. We have a real positive relationship with the university administration. I was fortunate to receive a letter from President LeBlanc when I uh, was elected uh, the president of the Foggy Bottom Association. And then with uh, outreach through Kevin Days uh, in community affairs uh, to have uh, President LeBlanc and others join us at one of our board meetings and also uh, you know, to participate regularly in our community meetings. 
because again, GW is such a, uh, a part of our community to know what's happening on the community and to, and to participate on a regular basis is really, really, really important. This year, of course, was a, uh, in 2020, that is a, a real celebration of uh, GW's anniversary, you know, and, and you know, we, we participated in many of those events. Now, a lot of them, as you know, were uh, remote or virtual, uh, and uh, yet it was nice to have the university there and sponsoring those events so that the community could participate. So I would say that whether it's myself or one of the board members or really anybody in the community, when they reach out to GW uh, from um, like Kevin is our, one of our primary contacts, you know, uh, tremendously response, responsive. Uh, others on his team and others uh, in the organization certainly are. We work with the Gelman Library, with the history. We work with your um, student outreach and services for uh, other community events. So uh, again, um, we've been really pleased uh, with the cooperation uh, and participation that we have from the university. Right. And is there anything that they can do to, to strengthen those relations? I know you mentioned earlier that you're, you're discussing possible scenarios with them regarding um, some of the off-campus issues. Yeah. So what we're doing, um, and there's two things that are occurring. You know, one is uh, we recognize that President LeBlanc will be leaving at the end of this calendar year. We have a, you have a new interim uh, president who will be joining. We want to make sure that we, our continuity is clear. I think it will be. But even at that most senior level, uh, that we can uh, you know, speak with the interim president, we can convey what we've done and move forward in a positive way. So we look forward to that. In addition, uh, specifically with uh, some of our off-campus initiatives, uh, without off-campus uh, housing, uh, we're looking to do a joint social gathering uh, with GW uh, resources, uh, you know, like Kevin Days and, and Christy Anthony and others, community members, and uh, off-campus students who, are, who have moved into Foggy Bottom in the West End. In a social way, you know, it's to uh, get to know each other and it's to you know, perhaps share a meal together or share stories. Because of where we are with the pandemic, we'll be doing it outdoors. But the goal is, is that you know, we're all living in the community together. And uh, as we do that, I think we've come up with this as a way to outreach and to also reinforce that it's not just neighbors and students, but it's neighbors, students, uh, GW administration, uh, all coming together for the common good and uh, really underscoring the importance of what it means to be a good neighbor and reinforcing those through discussion, through other you know, leaflets and uh, materials that have been distributed and so forth. And lastly, I just want to ask, you know, how do you assess neighborhoods recovery from the pandemic era as a whole as we start to kind of shift into wind down at least a little bit, hopefully the pandemic era? Yeah, as you know, we're, we're still suffering uh, and there are, there are multiple impacts, uh, not only to COVID, but also just the ripple effect that COVID has had on the economy and the labor force, et cetera. So uh, we were, uh, the entire uh, you know, community, including GW, was anticipating a fuller launch of Western Market. And some of those areas have been delayed uh, because of uh, the pandemic and the ripple, as I've just mentioned, about staff short shortages. Um, so we're looking for a return to that, where we're looking for more robust um, you know, retail and vibrancy of the community. 
you know, in general, I think we've lost a few um, foggy bottom West End businesses due to the pandemic. Some just didn't have the wherewithal to continue. We hope that that you know they can be regained and uh, strengthened. Uh, but what we've been doing, you know, is to promote them, and that's one of the other uh, areas that we do at every community meeting. We uh, showcase our foggy bottom West End villages, you know, one or two of them so that people are aware and people spend their money locally and support uh, the businesses however we best can. Um, we, we clearly have uh, some pockets of, I would call them kind of retail deserts. You know, they're, they're retail space that's not occupied. Um, we hope that that turns around, but some of these uh, areas, as you know, are long-term recoveries where uh, Brook Pinto, the rest of the council, the city, uh, is certainly doing their part to help assist small business and keep them viable. And we do our part in a variety of ways. John, thanks so much. Yeah, sure. Thank you to John for being on the podcast today. Getting to the Bottom of It is hosted by Alec Rich and is produced by Sarah Sachs.